As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. Who ministers to the minister? Have you ever wondered about that? The men that are called of God to preach the truth, to teach the Bible, to shepherd the flock, uh, to encourage God's saints, who ministers to them? Who encourages them? Who helps them? I want to tell you, in every local church, the pastor needs people who are praying for him, encouraging him, uh, ministering to him, lifting him up. Uh, This is vital. It's essential. And my pastor taught me many years ago that if you minister to the pastor, you actually help minister to everyone he ministers to. That's wonderful, isn't it? So you may never be the person standing up giving the, the sermon on Sunday, but if you encourage God's man, then you have a part in that work. Remember, we're laborers together with God. We're all in this thing together. We're workers together with him. And I think one of the great examples of that is found in the life of Barnabas. We were introduced to him, you'll remember, in Acts chapter number 4 for the very first time, this son of consolation, this encourager. Uh, We find him first in Acts 4, encouraging the needy. Then we find him encouraging the new believer in Acts chapter number 9. Then we find him in Acts chapter number 11, encouraging the whole church. Uh, Today, we find our place in Acts chapter number 13. Uh, What is he doing? He's encouraging the preacher. Let me show you what I mean. Acts chapter 13, verse number 1, begins this way. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas, first on the list, and Simeon that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manon, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Notice who's first on the list, who's last on the list. Barnabas is first. Saul is last. Do you remember Just a couple of chapters previous, Barnabas was in Antioch when revival was going on, exhorted them, encouraged them, ministered to them. He must have been quite the popular preacher, I would imagine, in Antioch. But instead of making it all about him, he knew it wasn't about him. He goes and finds Saul, brings Saul back to Antioch. And for this space of a couple of years, they're ministering together there. And when we pick up the story in Acts chapter 13, Barnabas is still, it seems, the more prominent of the two leading in the ministry, but Saul now has been added to this list of of men who are serving as prophets and teachers in that church. Verse 2 says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And we'll return to Acts 13 later in our study of this book. There's so many amazing things here. Uh, One is the variety of men who were serving in verse 1. That's interesting to me. God uses all kinds of people. Something else is that the emphasis of the ministry here is not ministering to the people. It's ministering to the Lord. It should always be Godward first. Uh, Another thing that's of note is the, the mention of fasting and prayer. Twice here, they're fasting and praying. There's also repetition of that famous phrase, when they had prayed. Remember, I told you it's found at least three times in the book of Acts. It's the story of praying people. Uh, This is also the place where you see them sent out as missionaries. 
Acts 13 is a real turning point, an advancement for the work of God. The adventure continues. But let's zero in on one phrase. In verse number 2, the Bible says, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Do you hear it? Barnabas and Saul. Now, the church would send them, but the Holy Spirit would call them. In fact, he called them by name. Uh, they were sent out by the church and the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost spoke, he's a real person, he's God, and said, separate me Barnabas and Saul. The first man on the list in verse 1 and the last man, Barnabas and Saul. Why is that important? Let me ask you a question. In the rest of the New Testament, in fact, in the rest of the book of Acts, which one will be more prominent? Saul will. Amazing how things will turn. It doesn't mean that Barnabas failed. Barnabas fulfilled the mission and ministry God gave him. It meant that God had a special and unique work for Saul who would become the Apostle Paul. You see, men have their gifts. Men have their time. Men have their opportunity. You don't take that to yourself. You don't choose that for yourself. It is all based on the calling and the gifting and the equipping and the choosing of the Holy Spirit of God. But the amazing thing about Barnabas is that Barnabas did not have to be first. Barnabas was willing just to be a helper, just to come alongside and encourage God's servant. And that is exactly the role you'll find him doing from this point on in the book of Acts. As surely as he encouraged the needy and Saul when he was just a new believer and the entire church family, now he is going to encourage the man of God. He's going to encourage the preacher. He takes his place. He does his part. He serves his role very well. Where is he? Well, first, he's right beside Paul. That's where he is in this verse. He's, he's right beside him. The Apostle Paul will, will mention him later in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 6. Listen to this verse. He says, Or I only and Barnabas, have we not power to forbear working? So it's obvious Barnabas was a co-laborer. He was working right alongside the Apostle Paul. But very soon, he'll not only be right beside Paul, he will actually be mentioned behind Paul. Later, every time they're mentioned, it will not be Barnabas and Saul. It will be Paul and Barnabas. And yet, it seems that this was no problem for Barnabas because Barnabas was willing to just be what God wanted him to be, a servant of Christ and of the church. Oh, may the Lord multiply his kind. And Barnabas was willing to be an encourager, an assistant, a helper uh, to the man that God touched and was using at that time, the Apostle Paul. He was the man who ministered to the minister. Uh, he stayed with him, by the way, in very difficult places too. You'll see that as we progress through the book of Acts. At some hard times with tremendous opposition and persecution, Barnabas was right there. Be a Barnabas. Be an encourager when it's hard. Be a help when nobody else is. Be there when difficulty comes. Don't run for the door. May I give you, as I did in the last study, a few practical applications of this right where you are? Pray for your pastor every day. And don't just pray for him every day. Pray for him throughout the day. As you pray for yourself, pray for him. Uh, pray for his wife. Pray for their children. Uh, no, no flock is more precious to the shepherd uh, than his first flock, his family. Pray for his family every day. The devil's going to do everything he can to target them, to take them out. Pray a hedge of God's grace around them. Stand with him as he, as he leads. As he leads in the right way, 
as he follows the Lord, as true to Scripture, stand with him. Uh, don't get out of sorts. Don't, uh, don't make issues out of things that are not issues. If they're doctrinal or moral issues, that's one thing. But if it's not doctrinal, if it's not moral, uh, then do your best by God's grace to be an encourager and to be a supporter along the way. Uh, pray for him as he feeds the flock. While he's preaching, pray for him. Listen prayerfully. Listen expectantly. Be a good listener and receiver of God's truth. Speak a kind word to him. You'd be amazed how few people actually speak to the pastor. And when they do, it's negative. Uh, write a kind note, an encouragement, uh, just a, a good word that makes the heart glad. Remember, in our last study, we saw that Barnabas was speaking good words to all of God's people. Well, now, no doubt, he's speaking good, word, good words to God's servant. And I imagine that those private messages encourage the Apostle Paul at some pivotal, critical moments in his own public ministry. If you want to be a Barnabas, by the grace of God today and every day, encourage the preacher. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.